Welcome to This Month in Digital Money, the monthly news digest on stablecoins and CBDC-related topics. Hello and welcome to This Month in Digital Money. I'm Sarah Polarevich and I'm joined by my colleague Conrad Kraft. Together, we'll give you an overview of the most important pieces of news from the month of September 2023 in the digital money space. This month, the House Financial Services Committee has passed the CBDC Anti-Surveillance Act, which was proposed by Congressman Tom Emmer, setting it up for a future vote on the House floor. This legislation seeks to prohibit the Federal Reserve from issuing a central bank digital currency to individuals, with a primary aim to prevent CBDCs from becoming tools of financial surveillance. The bill proposes that the Federal Reserve can only issue CBDCs to financial institutions and that the issuance of digital currencies should be done in a manner respecting individuals' privacy rights. It aims to protect citizens' privacy by preventing the potential misuse of CBDCs to monitor and control individuals' financial activities. Despite this, the bill faced resistance, especially among Democrats in the committee. Democrats argued that not implementing a CBDC could lead to the US dollar losing its status as the world reserve currency. Regardless, the bill made it past the committee and is now ready for a vote on the House floor. Citi has officially entered the tokenized deposits market this month following the pioneering footsteps of JP Morgan's coin system. Their new offering is called City Token Services Pilot and is a digital asset solution geared towards institutional clients only. Thus, its primary purpose is to enhance cash management and trade finance operations for these clients. The City Token Services operates on a private and permission DLT platform and it leverages smart contract technology and integrates, as already said, only the tokenized deposits of institutional clients, which is allowing them to be traded 24-7. Much like the JP Morgan system, Citi's focus is on improving cross-border payments. According to a recent report by JP Morgan, they actually estimate potential savings in the area of cross-border payments of up to 80%, specifically in settlement costs, which currently amounts to as much as 120 billion US dollars per year. The City Token Services goes beyond trade finance and also encompasses global cash management. This allows for a seamless transfer of liquidity between city branches and also allows for bypassing cutoff times and service windows. In collaboration with Maersk, City Token Services has already successfully digitized processes similar to bank guarantees and letters of credit. Furthermore, City Token Services aligns with City's previous efforts in establishing the regulated liability network, aiming at creating interoperable digital asset solutions among multiple banks. City is thus actively exploring opportunities in the digital money, trade finance, securities, custody, asset servicing, and collateral mobility sectors, with more news expected to come out in the future. And now turning to China. Chinese authorities and experts are considering the broader potential application of the digital yuan for cross-border use, particularly in relation to the Belt and Road Initiative, also known as this new Silk Road. The Vice President of the Central University of Finance and Economics has stressed that the central bank digital currency holds broad application prospects within the Belt and Road Initiative, China's major global infrastructure development strategy. 
He suggested the need for the construction of economic, cultural, and policy mechanisms to effectively implement the digital yuan within this initiative. He strongly recommended that Chinese parties fortify the necessary technology, facilities, and regulations to facilitate the implementation of the digital yuan on the new Silk Road. The plans may involve using the digital yuan to fuel cross-border trade, as suggested by allies like Russia that examine the potential of interoperable CBDCs. Furthermore, regions like Sub-Saharan Africa, which houses up to 500 million unbanked individuals, may provide fertile ground for the application of the digital yuan, given the significant rise in Chinese Belt and Road Initiative investment in the region. Additionally, academic experts from China suggest the necessity of a digital governance platform and promoting digitization across all foreign trade chains. They also advocate for the promotion of cross-border e-commerce and connecting domestic and international markets. Also in September, Metzler Asset Management unveiled its new German tokenized fund issuance, which is often referred to as crypto funds. Despite their name, however, they're not actually cryptocurrencies. Instead, Metzler Asset Management issued tokenized fund shares in accordance with Germany's crypto securities laws, which exempt the need for a central securities depository in the case that a DLT or blockchain registers ownership of bearer fund shares. In this project, Metzler collaborated with Funds on Chain and Cashlink for this three-month trial period of the pilot program. Cashlink had a vital role in this project, given its experience in managing crypto securities registers and also already having been involved in numerous German crypto bond issuances, which was including the Deutsche Bank issuance. More on this, Cashlink handled the crypto securities register and was actually boasting a track record, having acted as a registrar for 44% of the 52 crypto bond issuances in total. Meanwhile, Funds on Chain managed the end-to-end -end processing of tokenized fund units for its first issuance. Metzler right now is running a three-month pilot program, and the fund is not open to the public as of right now. While Metzler Asset Management was the one issuing the fund shares, Bankhouse Metzler serves as the investor and the custodian. The blockchain used for this issuance remains undisclosed as of right now. Also noteworthy in this vein, Germany introduced two key legislative pieces to facilitate blockchain usage instead of central security depositories. For one, this is the Electronic Securities Act, which permits both centralized and decentralized ledgers for bearer bonds. For example, Siemens issued a 60 million euro bond on a public blockchain earlier this year by complying with this very law enabling peer-to-peer -peer bond transfers. Secondly, also the crypto fund units regulation aligns with the Electronic Securities Act rules for specific German tokenized funds. However, this doesn't apply to investment funds using corporate structures like LLCs, for example. Using the crypto fund units rules streamlines fund distribution by eliminating multiple intermediaries, and this is supposed to result in faster and more cost-effective issuance and administration of said funds, and also enables smaller fund sizes as well as fractionalized investments. Deutsche Börse Group is also active in this space, specifically with its subsidiary Clearstream, which is supporting bond issuance under the Electronic Securities Act law via its D7 blockchain infrastructure, and they plan to transition to a decentralized register. 
was it for this month's episode. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed it. Reach out to the Digital Euro Association via Twitter, LinkedIn, or our website to stay up to date with the latest news and discussions around CBDCs and stablecoins worldwide. Be sure to tune in next time and join us in, in the, the quest, quest to shape, shape the future, future of, of digital, digital money. money.